Hello everybody, welcome to the Sunfire Tavern Podcast. Uh, what episode number are we at? We are at episode 18. Welcome everyone, thank you for joining us for 18 weeks. Uh, I'm here joined by my lovely co-host Clark. Clark, how you doing? Good, thank you, how are you? Yeah, I'm good man. Good. Feeling a Good. little bit more peppy than last week, let's say. Uh, had a, You're feeling peppy? Yeah, What's feeling he peppy. done? Oh, well, he's, you know, he told, told me to do a barrel roll, you know, to oh, okay. use the boost to get through, you know, and that's what I did. I used the boost to get through my week. So, you know. Please, uh, for anyone listening, please don't feel peppy. <laughs> uh, he's been through enough. <laughs> oh, my God. This is starting well. <laughs> yes, this is starting excellently. So, um, we do have an agenda for you today. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, and I would say again though, loose agenda. Yes. Uh, again, I, like I come up with these points as we go through the weekends. It's weird in gaming at the moment. Like stuff is all over the place. Mm. Nothing quite makes sense, and just everything is going strange. Uh, but we do have an agenda, and I'm sorry for interrupting, Ollie. Please go That's ahead. All right, it's not a problem. So we've uh, got obviously the usual, what we've been watching and what we've been playing. Uh, we've got a, a, t- a, t- a title here, which says Clark's Marvelous Plan, uh, which I'm very <laughs> interested to hear. Obviously, we have uh, stonks, the GME situation, you know, the the monies. Uh, we've got the big Resident Evil lady, uh, who seems to have taken over the internet. And um, we've got the Stadia, the dev studio, the internal dev studio closures, which we can have a discussion about. And then we finally got a discussion on WandaVision. So, segueing nicely into uh, what I've been watching and what I've been playing, I can say... That I have done my homework, Clark. Good. I have finally watched the WandaVision. See, now I'm worried that you haven't liked it. No, I thought it was great. I thought it was fantastic, but... How how far in are you? Uh, I'm up to date, so four episodes in. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, yeah, so you've seen the best episode then, the last yes. one. Yes, yeah, yeah, I'm up to date. So we could, we could talk about that, Um, what's it, in, in a sec. Uh, what else have I been doing? Admittedly, I don't think I've got anything like brand spanking new to really talk about. Still very slowly going through Necrobarista, still playing through a Monster Expedition, playing a lot of Tekken, playing a lot of League. Um, not really started any new TV shows at the moment. Uh, apart from WandaVision. Yeah, apart from WandaVision, actually. Number one fan of. Yes, yeah. It's, it was yep. very good. Very, very good. Um, so yeah, everyone I've recommended it to so far has been blown away by it. They're loving mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess I watched... Um, have, you heard, have you seen the show on Netflix called Alice in Borderland? Heard of it? I haven't seen it. Okay, so I'm, so I, I watched a few episodes of that. Um, I think it's just see. Okay, do you like Saw? Uh, not particularly. No. Yeah, I've I'm I'm me too. So I'm I'm not super into like uh like these gore films, like snuff films kind of thing. But it's torture porn. Yeah, torture porn. Exactly right. So yeah. so that's what I would say that this you know Alice in Borderland is very torture porny in terms of like you know it's so the the premise for people who don't know is that this um person called A- uh, Arisu or which is just a Japanese way of pronouncing Alice it's his online his game is his gamer name but all of his friends call him Arisu he and his friends are basically just a bunch of like uh nobodies essentially like they're kind of like jack uh, I said jack off jesus not jack off um they uh they they into this yeah, it's about three guys uh, jacking off. No, um, it's about three guys um, lounging around, let's say. You know, they're, they're being like deadbeats, essentially. You know, like, they're... Slacking off. Slacking off. The there you go. <laughs> slacking off, right? Perfect perfect start. Um, yeah, so they're, so they're slacking off. Uh, and then basically, eventually, like, all these isekais or whatever, they get transported into, like, an alternate version of Tokyo where there is no one, there's, like, barely anyone there. It's like, does the, the entire city is deserted. And then how it works is that people are forced into playing these sort of uh, death games or these these games where if they survive the game and they win, they get um, a card which has like a club or like, you know, like from a deck of cards essentially. So like one yeah. to ten, sorry, two to ten, king, queen, ace, jack. Um, and then they also get like some days added to their visa. So if you if you run out of time on your visa, a laser gets shot from the sky and instantly kills you. Is it uh, so? Big question here: Is it a Jewish space laser? Because <laughs> because I've been reading some stuff in the US recently, and I'm hearing it's a big threat right now that these um, religiously inclined space lasers are are attacking people. You know, 
Have you heard what I'm talking yes, about? Like, yes, you know what yes, I'm yes I've about? heard about the Jewish space lasers. Very briefly. The ridiculousness uh, of QAnon. Yeah, yeah, QAnon and the Jewish yeah. space lasers. But you know yeah. what? I would not be surprised if this was, you know, you know, the Jewish space laser conspiracy. Someone saw Alice in Borderland and went, you know what? That's what they're doing in the US. That's real. That's real. That's happening. That's what's happening yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, it is real. Like, we all know that Jewish space lasers are a constant threat. Oh, of day course. And night. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why that, that's that's why we live indoors. Did you know? Exactly. That's why, yeah, yeah. because we need a roof. That's over what the lockdown was to prevent—to keep us inside, so we don't keep it getting hit by space lasers from, <laughs> well, rabbis, I guess, yeah. are firing. <laughs> Precisely. Wow. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, to clarify, we no, do not listen. No, to we them. don't support the uh, the theories of QAnon here in the tavern. Yes. No. Jesus Christ. Uh, these people are batshit insane, and if I could have one request, it would be to have them all locked up. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> So anyway, so to, to finish off with Alice in Borderland, um, the scenes where they're walking around the deserted city are like pretty boring, to be honest. Like there's just like a lot of people just staring around, looking at empty space, and just like with their mouth open, be like, oh, you know, kind of thing. Like they're they're shocked that they're in. in... Is, is, is it an anime or is it? Um, no, it's it's live, live action. action. It's based off but of it's... a manga. So, but it's very. Is it Japanese? Is it in Japanese? It's Japanese. Yeah. So so it is in uh, Japanese. It's not. It's not. Stuff, so... Oh, it's more. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> 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 you know, typical Japanese reaction in in you know in anime and stuff. Oh. Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. There is yeah. there are no mouth sounds in this particular. There, okay, there are cases where people, oh. that happens, but this, oh. there are no particular mouth sounds in this instance. Oh, no. but... oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm auditioning to be in an anime. Oh, I mean, you're, you're you're doing great. You're doing great. I know. I'll sign you. I'm up. halfway there. Voice lines <laughs> already. Um, and then. Yeah. Yeah, so they so then they play death games and and the cool thing is that the different um, suits of the cards represent a different type of game. So like uh, I think clubs is like physical, heart is like um, betrayal. Um, then there's spades, which is um, like a thinking one. I think it's like like brains. And then diamond is I, I I'm gonna be honest, I forgot what diamond was. But um, I just said that because I was trying to remember the fourth uh, suit of cards and I was like, yeah. Space invaders. Space lasers. Space lasers. my brain. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh. I'd say if you're into that kind of thing, like like torch porn and that kind of stuff, uh, it's cool. Uh, to be to be honest, the first game that they play and the way that um the main character solves the game was very cool. Sadly, the other games that have happened since then have not been nearly as cool. So I'm like, huh. <laughs> Fair enough. That, it sounds a little bit battle royale. Yeah, like, am I, definitely. Do I think of that? Yeah, because yeah. there's there's like a lot of movies in that sort of like ilk. Um, so I don't know if you've seen The Purge and mm. that whole selection of like TV shows and movies and stuff. Yes, I've seen The Purge. Uh, I love that. Like, I saw the movie last year mm. and loved it. Like really, really enjoyed it. That was really, really good. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm a big fan of like the the sort of found footagey. Um, this is really happening, but it's clearly not really happening. Movies like I like those. Like yeah. uh, if you've seen Cloverfield, yeah, Clover, I was literally about to say Cloverfield. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Love Cloverfield. Anything along that vein, I'm, I'm in. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything else you've been playing or watching or experiencing other than One Division? Because we will get yeah, to we'll that. Get to that. Um, off the top of my head, um, no, just been the the usual games really. I started reading a book, which is uh, unprecedented. Uh, no, you didn't. People can't read it. Oh, sorry. We, yeah, don't yeah. we don't read in the tavern. Uh, there's no. no. We're all illiterate here uh, in, in yeah. the Sunfire Tavern, unfortunately. <laughs> in this world. Yes. <laughs> anyway, what have you been up to, Clark? What have you been doing? Uh, I've had a spiky week. Um, so busy, busy, busy with work. Busy with like kind of home improvements and whatnot, which I've done nothing to other than started to half paint a bathroom ceiling. So that's been fun. <laughs> uh, but games-wise, I have been playing Persona Five Royal. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm in the second palace now, nearly finished that. Nice. I'm, I'm enjoying all the little like, adjustments they've made, the, the, the new systems, and the. It, it's all very heavily stat, like, there's a lot more going on in it. Mm. Um, but it's, it's, it's a lot more fluent and a lot more fun. Like, the, the combat feels really like stylish and like, effective now. I think the combat in Royal is the combat they wanted uh, 5 to be. Yeah. Um, and now it's just like every, every battle is like an event. Which mm. looks mm. good. Um, so I'm gonna have a yawn. Okay, I'm just I'm too tired all the time. Sorry, we're um, tracking them now. This is good, good. One yawn per episode okay. for season two. There's, there's gonna be multiple, I think. All right. Um, 
And then what else have I been playing? What did I play this week? I played a little bit of Fortnite again because it's good. They've got this new Mandalorian quest in it, which is kind of interesting, oh. where you actually get uh, given a bounty to hunt hmm. in the style of the Mandalorian, which is kind of fun. Um, and a bit of Sea of Thieves, which pulled us back in because they've just launched their season pass, which is really cool. Yes, yeah, that's right. It's it's very heavily leaning towards not buying the season pass. Mm. But I can see some people may be tempted. I think it's got some work to be done in it, though. Um, what else have I been playing? That's it. I think that's everything. Oh, yeah, GTA Five as well. Some old university friends have kind of sucked me back into that game, and it's a nice way to socialize. We just run around, like, doing little baseline missions while we chat. That's great. Which is nice. Yeah. Um, and that's everything. Oh, and yeah, and Overwatch is my other go-to game. Yeah. Play a lot of games. <laughs> <laughs> I've got... Um, I, I, I decided to download Fortnite. Uh, recently, I have not launched yep. it yet. I need to find the, the the courage to hit the play button. But their reonboarding is really good. Like they'll they'll suck you back in. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. God. Uh, but yeah, that's that's pretty much everything I've been playing. But the big the big question is because you've now seen One Division right. and you're up to date. Tell me what you think. Tell me. Okay. I think it's great. I think it's fantastic. Um, Does it live up to how I how I sold it, or do you think I oversold it? No, I think I think it definitely lives up to how you sold it. Um, to preface, <laughs> should we? Uh, do you want to talk about specifics so we can give a spoiler warning? Well, I think major spoilers here for everything up to episode four, which is this week's episode. Yeah. Um, we, we can talk about any content that's gone live, but what we won't be talking about is the preview of episode five, which came out yesterday or the day before. Okay, I have not um, seen it. If you've not seen it. I've not seen it either. I've avoided it because apparently it's really spoilery. Okay. Um, so we'll talk about it to episode four. Go ahead. Fantastic. Go okay, so um, I really like how it's doing the whole... Uh, What's the word for it? Um, bait and bait and switch kind of deal, where yeah. it's like it's it's like looking, you know, the way that it's just kind of like a normal sitcom, and then clearly there's like stuff that's happening behind the scenes, or like you know, like there, there's like a lot of more hidden messaging around what's going it, on. It's right? a multi-layered story. Yes. Is what we, we say. Yeah. yeah, and then when things start going like eerie and creepy, it's like done in a really cool way. Like I, yeah. like when um uh the boss was choking on something, and then when the wife just kept saying, like, stop it. Like, that Stop bit. it. Stop it. Yeah. Stop it, that bit. Yeah, it was And great. did you notice, so, I don't know if I told, if we talked about this in the last episode, but when that happened, the camera work switched from a three-camera setup, which is standard for a sitcom, mm. to a single-camera setup on rotation, uh, and the audio changed, and the framing changed as well. Yeah. So the entire um, perspective changed as if you were someone looking into that world. Yeah. And that is a work of masterwork to me. Like that, that is absolute amazing camera work. Because to 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 like any layman that that doesn't really care about like being a camera nerd or like a, a movie nerd, that would just wash straight over you. But to someone that kind of, I mean, I did a media degree and whatever, um, it just it really tickles me. Like I'm like that is amazing. I love that. Yeah. And that really got me excited because it shows me that the showrunners as well um, are really taking care of what they're building here. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, it, that scene was the bit where it kind of turned for me because I, I admit, up until that point, I was like, "This is fine, it's okay," but I'm worried this is just going to be like another sitcom, yeah, a bit boring. Exactly right. Like, and that was when the kind of the door opened and said, "Hey, there's something else happening here," and I was like, "Okay, now I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. I'm sold." So, so, so I'm yeah. like, admittedly, I'm super. I'm not really into sitcoms, um, but you know, like I'm putting. So, like, it's more like you know, I was. It's literally I had the same thing where I was watching it and I was just kind of me and my flatmate were watching it and we were kind of like, eh, it's just like it's all right. It's a sitcom starring Marvel characters, cool, whatever. But then when it started peeling back and started revealing more of the layers, I think that was really cool. Like you know, that's that's yeah. when I was like, all right, I'm hooked, kind of thing. It's, it sort of like tears away the fourth wall and, and and shows you for a second like, hey, something's going on here, and then it just repairs the tear. Yeah, and then yeah. puts you back into the sitcom world, and you're like, but I want to know what's going on over there, which which is why this week's episode. Oh yeah, it was like so. To compare it to the best TV show of all time, which you know is Lost, everyone will agree, no <laughs> arguments. Um, Lost did this thing where it introduced far too many mysteries and never answered half of them. Mm. Like it just kept throwing mysteries, mystery, mystery, and it got to the point where you were like, "Okay, you've got the Black Smoke Monster, you've got Jacob, you've got this, you've got that, you've got da 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 da," and it you lost track of what was going on. This has has kind of given you all of these little like ingredients to a meal, and and then this week's episode was the full meal, yes. like. You got everything. You got the explanation of what the beekeeper was, which I sort of knew anyway because I've read the old comics. Mm. 
um the drone the um the fact that they were talking to the camera every now and again or being made aware of what was going on yeah. like you learned what was going on they, they even explained the snap which is like i mean that's a big step to take because the the snap in the marvel universe oh, i don't yeah. know if you, if you that was amazing. Yes. That was so good. At the good. start of the episode, yeah. where like they're, they're unsnapping or snapping... They're, sorry, they're unsnapping and returning. Yes, yeah. So not only did they explain what happened when people came back, they explained what happened when they were gone. Mm. like and where, and where some of them went, which is obviously inside this town, because it, Wanda must have protected the town during the snap. Um, but to me, that this is like a, a, not just a step forward, but like a, a leap forward in the way cinema tv and media in general is now presented to us because obviously we've had this year or two where we've not really had any movies mm. so they've had to take the cinematic universe and push it out as a tv show but like tell the inter story of the, the 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 movies like this this cinematic universe they've been building mm. and this is absolute masterwork and i really want them to do this with a game as well yeah like have it have it so 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 for me uh, mass effect would be a really good example um if mass effect was to have a movie it should sit either side of one of the games yeah so that the game fills the slot and encourage you to go and play the game as well and i think that's what, sort of what they might have been trying to do with the avengers game which was terrible yeah um but yeah so wandavision so good and it just keeps delivering as well and this week's episode oh i just i really like how they have you know, yeah, like you said, expanded the universe, but like they've taken the idea of what happened with the snap, you know, where Thanos makes everyone disappear, and that when people come back, right? So when Tony Stark makes people come back, like that to me is fascinating that they've tried to explain like the more human elements towards that. Like yeah. the people returning didn't even realize that they were gone, um, as a first note, and then also like the chaos and the panic of everyone being like, oh my god, everyone has like just come back. Essentially, suddenly the world's like half half fuller. Yes, again. exactly right. Yeah. yeah, and and just seeing and like people not really knowing how to respond to like like trying to try tell people like calm down, calm down, you've been gone yeah. for like three years, kind of thing, and they're like, what? what yeah, are you yeah. talking about kind of thing. Yeah, your job's gone. Your your wife's moved on. Like blah blah yeah. blah, all this kind of stuff. Like, and, it was it was masterful. So good. Yeah, like another another cool thing thing that I thought was really cool to me was that um sword like so I don't know if it has sword appeared in the Marvel like. Expanded, expanded universe before. Or? I think what is it? So this goes into Clark's marvelous plan, by the way, okay. which is the next point. Right. But, It'll be a but, good segue, um, but yeah. Yes, this is a, a very hard segue into that. In fact, mm. um, yes, yeah, Sword has started to show up. Okay, yeah. So, so with so with Sword, like I, I like the idea that um, uh, the person's mother. I forgot the name of the character. Was what, Monica? Is that is that who? I think it's Monica. I know who you mean. She's actually the little girl from Captain Marvel. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. Yeah, so she, Captain Marvel's friend, who they grew up together, her daughter is this girl. Oh. And it, it's it's canon as well. Like it's this girl grown up. Okay. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So so when she when so when same she's, actress as well. Yeah. So when she's talking about her mother, so so when when they talked about her mother and being like your mother planned like basically came up with a plan for what happened when everyone came back, like the fact that this this. Uh, organization sword had like planned for that it's kind of like it's cool but all, and, like it, i guess it kind of makes sense in the universe but it's also kind of crazy the fact that there's like this like earth organization that's basically having to like manage all of these like crazy extraterrestrial and unexplained events that are happening kind of thing like but yeah it's just it's so good mm. like and I, I am so hyped for next week's episode like I mean, I, I get into TV shows really easily, especially when they're a little bit like Buffy or, um, you know, like Supernatural, that kind of thing. But this one just tickles me on every level because I like sitcoms. I like classic American TV. Um, I love things like Bewitch and all that kind of stuff. But I also love the Marvel Universe and X-Men and all that kind of stuff. So this is like everything I want in a show. Also, I really like how um, the astrologist girl, I forgot her name, but how she's just kind of... Buffy. What's her name? Sorry. Darcy. Darcy, yeah. I just yeah. like how Darcy's getting like engaged into the sitcom. Yeah, <laughs> she's like getting sucked in. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, I'm just on board with this yeah, now. Like, like, I love it. Darcy's fantastic. Yeah, Darcy's and and I, I'm glad you mentioned that because the reason I know who Darcy is is because of my marvellous plan. Ah. So, a few weeks ago, I told you I subscribed to Disney+. Plus. Well, in fact, just before Christmas, in fact, I got two months of it. And uh, I'm coming to the end of the second month in the end of February. I'm going to have some free time this month. So I figured, what can I do to fill some of that free time while I sort out what's going on? Slight change in, in personal situation, but it's nothing exciting. 
Um, and it, my marvelous plan was to go through the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe in chronological order. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. So, in effect, not watching them in the order they're released, but watching them in the order that they take place. So, in the series of events that happen in them. So, I started with, where did I start? Uh, the first Avenger, yeah. which is Captain America. Never seen it before. Really enjoyed it. I, I hated the idea of that move when it came out, because Captain America, to me, is a really boring character. Mm-hmm. Now that I've seen the first one, love it, really enjoy it. Um, and since then, I've watched like Iron Man, Iron Man 2, Iron Man 3, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, Thor, Thor Dark World, um, Avengers, whatever the next Avengers was. Uh, was it Avengers Assemble? That Assemble uh, yeah, that's the first one, yeah. The first Avengers. No, that's the second one. The first Avenger, and then there's the one after that. Oh, which sorry, is... I'm talking about like the actual Avengers movies. So there's like... yeah, I'm talking about the Avengers, the one where the the portal opens and all the flying aliens come in. Yeah, there's and Avengers assembly. Fly around, and... yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, that one. That that's the movie. So I've, I've just finished watching that one and Iron Man three, uh, and a lot of these movies I only ever watched like half of or didn't really pay attention to. But I am learning so much about that universe, and it's making WandaVision so much more exciting. Yeah. Because like they're using all the same actors and the same characters and stuff, and they're all just popping up all over the place. And I'm like, I know that reference now. Mm. I feel like Captain America when he's like, I understand that reference. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I never really watched half of him. Like I didn't watch half of the Thors because Thor is a boring character to me. Mm. Love him now. Like really into that. Yeah. Um. So this is my marvelous plan. Is I'm now I'm now just over halfway through it. Um. But the closer I get to, I don't know if you've seen. Have you, have you seen many of the Marvel movies? Uh, I haven't seen a lot of the early ones. I've seen, like, the newer, like, I'm missing, I've seen, like, the mainline ones, let's say. So, and, like, Guardians of the Galaxy and, like, Thor, Ragnarok and stuff like that. But I haven't seen, like, Captain Marvel. I haven't seen, um, uh, what's it? Like, the first, like, the Captain America films. I've seen all the Iron Man. Captain Marvel is a a must-see. Like, you have to see that. It's very, very good. Yeah. Um, so, um, for some context as well, um, the Marvel Cinematic Universe started pretty much the year I moved to France. Mm. Uh, so I watched half of these with like French subtitles, and this was when I didn't speak French. Yeah. Um, so a lot of them have like alien language and stuff in, and when there's alien language in a French movie, you don't get English subtitles, you get French subtitles. Because ah. what, what they do is that they, they give you uh, movies in cinemas, and they, they put them in VO, which is version original. Yeah. So you get to watch them with the English um, voices and blah, blah, blah. But if there's any subtitles of any description... They're in French. So I went to see District 9. That entire movie oh. is all done in the alien language. Yep. No no idea what was going on. To this day, I don't know what that movie was about. <laughs> no idea. Um, but the Marvel Cinematic Universe is something that's kind of grown with me as I've gone through that process of living in France. Mm. Uh, it's really bittersweet to kind of watch these movies. And it gives me like this little, almost like a tear in my eye of remembering where I was or what I was doing in France at that time. Because mm. obviously now I've moved back to the UK and life is moving forwards. And I just think, oh, I remember who I was dating at that point, or I went to see this with this person or these friends, and all those people I've lo- I, I I still stay in touch with online, but I don't get to see them in person anymore. Yeah, and it's so it's it's having like a personal effect on me to go through this Marvel Cinematic Universe, but it's also given me this like m- way deeper understanding of these storylines, and they're actually a little bit more complex than I thought they were. Mm. Yeah, like Iron Man's story is all over the place; like it's so spiky and connected to everything, and I didn't realize. Um, and that there's so much like pre-shadowing as well. Yes. And and what I am finding really irritating is those post-credit scenes are vital to the storylines. That they're vital to all the storytelling. Yep. But you can't fast forward Disney Plus. Wait, what? So you have to sit and watch. You have to sit and watch the credits. Wait. <laughs> or like skip ten seconds, constantly tapping it. But it takes about six seconds for the ten second skip to work. Oh God. So yeah, it's a pain in the ass. Okay. Uh, but, but so that's my marvelous plan. Is I'm going through to uh, but. I'm not ready for Infinity War. Not Infinity War, um, Endgame. Mm-hmm. Because I cried like a baby in the cinema at Endgame. It was so emotional, such a great movie, and there was so much happening in it that was just so much. Yeah. Now that I'm invested in all these characters, I'm, I remember how much that movie thumped me in the stomach, and I don't know if I can do that on my own. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I also... Um, you know the bit in Endgame where everybody shows up? You know, near the end. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That, that I think I think it was just like it was a it was a type of cry. It wasn't like an emotional. It wasn't like a well, it was emotional, but like it was more of like an awe, like a wow, this is very like cool kind of thing. Yeah, yeah it's it, like the awesome like cry. It was so long as well because that piece of music that plays is one of my most played on Spotify. Because mm. um, there's like a sequence of music that plays starting with the death of. Can we say it? I, I think we I can mean, say yeah. it. I think so. yeah, Iron Man, the death of Iron Man. 
um, there's a piece of music that starts playing just before he dies, mm. and then that that like score is three pieces of music that plays through the next like thirty minutes of the movie, mm. and it's such like a an over like an overload of emotion. And every time I listen to it, I'm like, be strong, because <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. But but yeah, so that that's what I've been doing is is kind of diving through the Marvel Cinematic Universe and really enjoying it. Mm. And watching it in order, I can honestly recommend, is such a good thing to do because it all makes sense when you do that. Yeah, There is obviously a little bit of directorial license in some of the some of the things where something happens and then it sort of unhappens. Mm. But for the most part, it's great. So I'm really, really enjoying it. So, like, I know that... I, I'm kind of going backwards a little bit, but, like, I know you were talking about... It just reminded me when we were talking about WandaVision and how there's kind of, like, the world building and all the other stuff. Have you played a game called Control? Or heard of it yes oh god okay, yes yeah. i love control okay yeah because i thought that i was just gonna say if you haven't played it that would definitely be something that's like up your alley but i mean no, yeah. no like so control the reason i got into control is because i heard it was part of the alan Wake universe yes, yeah uh it is in fact directly in the alan Wake universe there's like it's in the same universe yeah. um and yeah i love control really really enjoyed that game i haven't finished it i've got like halfway maybe two-thirds of the way through it uh, and then my PC exploded, oh. so uh, since then I haven't picked it back up mm. um, since repairing my PC and stuff. But yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to pick that back up and go into that because it's it's a good game. Yeah, the vibes in that game, yeah. the, you know, the the narrative in that game is like really fascinating to me. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's it's a really well told story, and the main character is like really strong, yeah. really interesting. Like like you want to learn more about her. Yeah, Jessie's cool. But, yeah. Is that her name, Jessie? Yeah. I think so. I think so. Yeah. I mean, it's been a while since I played it. I need to pick it back up. In fact, that's on my list to go through next week. Okay. Um, um, but yeah, so... <laughs> all right. I guess we could move on to the big one, which is Stonks. Oh, boy. Stonks. <laughs> so... This has been so entertaining to watch. <laughs> okay. Um, so, first question I have for you, Clark. Are you in? Are you invested? I'm... No, I'm not invested. Okay, me neither. <laughs> I nearly did. I me, nearly me, did me so many times. I got very close a couple of times. Yeah. But oh my god. So to give to give context for what we're talking about, we are talking about what's happening right now with the um, GME, like the store, the stock situation, the GameStop stock situation, and I guess now it's like AMC and some other stocks. But generally, Lo- loads of things are getting pulled into it. Yeah. Right? yeah. So it's a G- GME is the big one. So you know, um, more context. Basically, a bunch of big name. Actually, no. Let's start from the very beginning. Let's start with a place called R slash Wall Street Bets. Okay. So, to give context, I I've been following R slash Wall Street Bets for a long time because I find the subreddit like hilarious. So even before the whole GME situation, just the stories and the things that happened on that subreddit because were just hilarious. It, it's essentially like if 4chan became like stock investors right so they just they just that's not essentially that's exactly what yeah it yeah is. yeah yeah they're literally a 4chan found like st- like went into stock investment or i like, found a bloomberg terminal i think that's literally the the tagline of r slash wsb for a while it was it was like if bloomberg if, if 4chan found a bloomberg terminal which is is so true so so you know, historically, what's been happening in in Wall Street bets is that people who know nothing about the stock market will just treat it like a casino. They'll just like make a dumb post and be like, "Boys, I'm throwing in my entire life savings into some random penny stock. Here we go." It's either and in either a they make stonks, they make like a huge profit and post for profit, or two, you know, they make a huge loss and then they post their loss porn for karma. On on R slash Wall Street bets to make to, to to soften the blow, right? And that was basically the game. But what's happened now is that basically someone uh, invested like a ton of money into the GameStop stock, right? Which when it was at like twenty, I think it was sixteen dollars, twenty dollars. Basically, this guy called um U slash Deep Fucking Value. <laughs> so his name is Deep Fucking Value. I think his actual name is out there now because he's become kind of famous now. But yeah. he invested back in February twenty twenty. Uh, a bunch of stop uh, stocks, uh, a bunch of money into GameStop stocks and calls and stuff like that. Anyway, um, basically over the period of time, people started like also investing, right, and being like, oh, you know what? If he's in, I'm gonna join him because YOLO and for memes, right, and for whatever, right. But then what they started realize, what people realized is that a bunch of Wall Street, actual Wall Street investment firms, were uh, 
sh trying to short the GameStop stock. So, do, okay, do you know how a short works? Yeah, yeah, I've had this explained to me a few times. Yeah, now, yeah, yeah. So, 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 so how it works is that you just just so people understand. And also, side note, this is also why this whole situation has been great because there's so many more people now that understand how like. The, the how like the financial system and how like stocks work essentially which is also really funny to me but is also probably quite positive um but basically a short is when you borrow uh something you but you borrow something from someone else so you borrow like uh, a stock and you immediately go and sell that stock as soon as you borrow it right so now you owe them the thing that you sold but you have the money and you're hoping that basically in a certain period of time that the value of what you have to buy back, so the the value of the thing that you have to give back to the person decreases. So therefore, you, when you, you buy it back at a later time and then give it to them, so essentially like you've profited like whatever the difference in 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 the cost going down was, right? But what this means is that your risk is infinite because if the price doesn't go down but instead goes up massively, then you obviously have to pay back a large amount of money to buy yep. to buy it back and then give it the you know, return to the which person. also which also, for context, increases the value of the stock overall. Yes, precisely. Right. Yeah. So, basically, people started realizing that um, a bunch of these high highbrow. Well, I say highbrow. I don't think they're actually they're they're not like that big. Well, I mean, I think it's Melvin really Capital was very big, but like there was like yeah. Citroen Research and stuff like that. He was just one guy, turns out. But basically, uh, a bunch of investors had like high. Let's say they were prolific investors had tried uh, tr were trying to short. The GameStop stock, and what this means is that they've some it somehow turned into like a meme YOLO thing, like with investing into GameStop into now sort of like what has become like a political movement or kind of like yep. a big fuck you essentially to these big investment firms. So that people, so basically now what they're trying to do is have it so people are holding onto the stock, right? So what? To, and then the reason they hold onto it is so that these investment firms who need to buy back the stock to sell it, right, cannot physically buy back because there is not enough volume for them to buy. And what this means is that as time goes on, they have to keep paying essentially what is like, you know, for lack of a better term, like interest rate on the thing that they've borrowed, right? Yeah. So, but if they just keep having to pay, like they're just going to keep losing money. And I think it's been like shown that like Melvin Capital is down like, billions of dollars or something at this point right because of how much they've shorted and they've actually done and it's also highlighted it's also like um brought to light that these people these these um firms have been actually doing illegal things they've been shorting yeah. the stock for 140 percent of the volume which is basically like they've shorted more than what exists <laughs> yeah of the stock which is well, it's massive manipulation of the system. Yeah, isn't it? it's and so. What, what, what I, look, I don't know if you've if you've seen the meme, but there's this meme going around of Big Bird sitting at like a, a corporate meeting table. Yeah. It's Big Bird, and then all these people in suits, and it's like the GameStop, uh, the, the owner of GameStop sitting at the the corporate meeting table now that it's a Fortune 500 company. Yeah. <laughs> It's exactly. Big Bird looking really bewildered and confused. Yeah, I mean, no, but that's literally what it is. If you, if you like, the, the owners of GameStop are like, "What is going on?" Like, like, the, why am I rich? Yeah, What's happening? exactly, right. <laughs> but it's 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 crazy because like it is it is kind of what people are saying, where it's kind of like a distribution of wealth, where there's like these big investment firms who have all this money and who've basically been doing this kind of stuff for years, and now that like you know, a big group, a random group of people on Reddit have basically realised that, oh, we can do the same thing if we all work together. They're being, they're being brought to task, aren't yeah. they? They're being shown, like, this is bad, you're screwing the world over, and now we're all going to do it too. And you can see now they're like, oh, no, 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 don't you guys do that, that's our thing. Yeah. And it's like, well, if you give us the tools and we understand it, because it's, it's not that complex to understand, yeah. it makes sense. Yeah. Now that everyone knows how to do it, suddenly GameStop is the number one, well, GameStop and AMC and a few others, and now the number one stock on the market, like because everyone's looking at them, yeah. and and it's it's just so funny. The memes like, have been phenomenal, <laughs> phenomenal. Like, it, it's just as well. So what gets me is like obviously twenty twenty was an, was a bonkers year. We had like murder hornets yeah. and um, UFOs confirmed. We had like the prayer cubes pulling out of Coventry Canal, and obviously COVID and and all these other things. And it was just like we got to the end of twenty twenty, and it was like I think we've had enough now. Yep. And then we get to 2021, it starts with a coup, and then goes into this, yes. and it's just like, 
For God's sake. Oh, and Black Lives Matter as well. Sorry, I completely forgot about the, the Black Lives Matter yeah, movement yeah, for a second. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, things were just at such a high, and now it's just gone, like, insane. Yeah, it's just like, you know, they've everyone's just kind of gone like, screw it, man. We got these six hundred dollar sim- stimmy checks, you know. <laughs> it's gonna <laughs> screw the stock market. Yeah. But yeah, so like I I do find it super amusing, and it's just it's it's funny to see that these rich people are finally being taken to task on it. Mm-hmm. It's probably not going to affect them in much of a way, but you know, some people are set to lose a lot of money here. Yeah, I I I really hope that the only the only concern I had, which I was talking to some friends about this, and they had a good point, which is that like I hope that there's people who haven't been like, you know, they've bought in to I I do I have. Very little sympathy for the original people from like Wall Street bets kind of thing, right? But for the people who've now followed this kind of like as a movement, you know what I mean? Like they're they're trying to like stick it to the big banks. I hope that they don't lose out from this, or like there's a lot of people yeah. who haven't like you know invested their life savings. Yeah, and yeah, of they're course. Gonna of lose course. out, right? However, I hope that you know, and I hope that they make a profit from this because they're, they're well. Well, it's a bubble, it, right? But yeah, it's a big bubble, and it's 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 on the cusp of bursting. Yes. Uh, please don't for anyone listening please don't take any kind of stock advice oh, or yes. uh, initiative from us because we don't have a fucking clue what we're talking yes. about um we are not stock please investors. not we... exactly we're not here to recommend but um invest in gamestop it's very important <laughs> <laughs> in fact invest in sunfire tavern yes invest in yeah sunfire tavern yeah. and just which is sponsored by game pass yes please please post on reddit that you like the stock uh, a yep. lot as many as many as many rocket emojis and diamond yep. hands as possible okay i mean i mean i mean i'm sorry yeah. but but yeah so so this was the whole thing with the stonks and uh, thank you for explaining it as well because i would never even begun to be able to explain it as eloquently as yourself <laughs> i've been following um, it for a while and it's just been really funny it's just so fascinating isn't yeah. it like it's and, and everyone's talking about it i mean I'm, i've it, it's 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 a little bit over talked about because obviously it's the only thing happening in the news mm. right now apart from you know trump's moving out and whatever and all that kind of stuff yeah. but it's just it's just fascinating to watch um but in terms of other things that are massive, oh my God. <laughs> you've got this big Resident Evil lady. Her name's like, is it Lady Demetrica? Oh, I have no Demetrica? idea what her name is. All I know is that people just keep, my friends just keep posting pictures of her and just writing the word booba. That's it. That's all. Um, and Jesus Christ. So, this... so let, let, let me go ahead and just give some context on this one. This is uh, the new Resident Evil Village or Resi Village because yeah, oh, they've put the they put the number into the title again. Resident E E seven. Oh, <laughs> Resident E eight. Sorry. Oh, just don't. Just don't. Um, I, I like what they've done with it. Like that's cool. Mm. It's fine. I'm on board with that. Um, there's now a gameplay demo that you can play where you you take part in the first little section of this very like vampire-y, werewolfy kind of setting. It's almost a little bit bloodborne. Mm. Uh, and at the end of the thing, this woman who's been talking to you for the whole time makes her appearance. This it's this like giant voluptuous vampire woman who's like very very sexy, very curvy, has massive boobs, and then she claws you and and effectively guts you. Yeah. Um, and she's now taken the internet by storm. Like people have fallen in love with this woman. There's cosplayers. There's people creating merchandise already. There's like t-shirts and stuff. The amount of images I've um, seen of like the fan art where it's just. The person who's like in the shadow of the of the per- of, like the shadow that's cast by just the size of her boobs, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> kind of thing. It's like it's only there's, not, there's not even that much comical about her when you see her at, uh, in the game. No. It's just obviously because these are the two things that kind of st- I mean, excuse the pun, they are the two things that kind of stand <laughs> out. Um, yeah, everyone's gone wild about it, but I just love the fact that again, we've it feels. Like this is the first time in a very long time where a video games character has actually made an impact again. Yeah, I mean, uh, the, the re- this is the reason why I added it to the the thing because I feel like games in the last few years we haven't really had anything that's like stood out. Yeah, if if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And now suddenly we've got this character that everyone's connected with and is talking about, and we're sharing about a character rather than some weird microtransaction system or some feature or function that's annoying people it's cool to see something that people are passionate about again that is true i admittedly yeah. it's not i mean as long as you know it's, it's all in good fun right admittedly it's not great that you know obviously it's just like a hypersexual like hypersexualized uh female character who's like you know being shown but i mean you know it is it is all in good fun i think like a lot of a lot of the stuff i've seen um also i think, I think it just goes to show that like lockdown has um you know, people people, people been uh people been looking at things differently. You know, like uh, yep. you know the breadsticks and the in the the, bre- the breadsticks looking kind of different. You know, 
Like, <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? Like, wow. like look, wow. that's look. I've just seen a lot of stuff on Twitter. Look, okay, people. Yeah, Twitter's a Twitter's a place to avoid during a pandemic. People get Don't real horny on Maine. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. All I'm say. <laughs> well, um, I think the best meme I've seen of this so far is uh, it's the Godzilla poster, but it's just her um, is the silhouette of Godzilla. Oh my god. <laughs> It's amazing because like her shadow is cast across the city, and most of the shadow is obviously her boobs. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I love it. Like it's it's great. Um, oh, but yeah, so check out Resident Evil Village or Re- Resident E Seven yeah. Wait, whatever it is. Just just such um, Resident Evil booba booba lady. And you'll, you'll, there you go. You'll see this giant boob lady because it's it. it look, I, I have to admit, I'm quite excited about it. I, I like that Resident Evil changes what it's doing every every release now, mm-hmm. and this looks interesting. It looks cool. Yeah, because Seven was really popular, right? People really liked Seven. So. It was, but I've never managed to get past the first section of it. Not out of fear, I just I can't work out what to do. Mm. I can't make the game move forward to the next step, so I'll just spend the whole of the game being chased around in a circle by the man chasing me around the house. <laughs> Couldn't work out what to do, so I just went, oh, I'm bored of this, and, and gave up, and I haven't actually picked it up since, but it was a fantastic game, and I'm going to play it in VR soon. Mm. Probably not a good idea if I want to ship myself in the middle of my apartment. Yeah, so just, just, just stream it, you know, that's it. There you go, profit, <laughs> money. <laughs> Um, but then, moving on from that, we've got our final point of the day, which is talking about Stadia and how they've ah, closed yes. their dev studio. Yeah. So, so Stadia is uh, something that I think is changing the the landscape of gaming very slowly, uh, but it's definitely got the right idea, and it's the streaming service that Google operate for um, allowing you to play games in very much the same style as Netflix. Mm. So you pick your game, uh, they do all the processing, and you just play it remotely from your computer, uh, from your TV or whatever you're, you're playing it on. Mm. Um, and up until recently, they were doing game development as well. So they were going to be Stadia exclusive games. But obviously, Google have decided that there's no money in that. So not money in gaming, but there's no money in them developing compared to hosting for third parties and indies. Yeah. Um, and I just found it super interesting that that was announced this week um, because it tells me that um, this this could actually change the direction of the games industry because we had the same thing with the Amazon Game Studio as well where they were working on an MMO and then it, it was a big flop. So I'm, we've heard nothing about it for a long time now, and I don't know if they're stepping away or what they're doing, but there's there's like companies that are trying to be these big games developers now and failing quite miserably at it. Yeah. Like, uh, what's your opinion on this? What do you think? I, like, so I think eventually streaming as a game service will become a thing. I think it's kind of inevitable. Especially with the whole like pandemic, like I think this is like one of the things that the pandemic has shown us, like how uh, dependent on like internet access we are, right? So like you know internet, yeah. internet infrastructure, and I think it will definitely become a thing. I personally like as someone who plays a lot of like multiplayer competitive games, which which means that like lag is a huge issue for me. Like I mean like I mean I used to play competitive Smash Bros as I've talked about on the podcast before, and like you know people used to use CRT TVs because like the using a normal HD TV would create a lag, like like a lag of a few frames, and people would be able to tell. Like people, like I would be able, to, I would be able to tell. Like I would be able to t- like tell if there was input lag or not, which is like kind of crazy to think about. But then if you do that on a networking scale, it creates like a huge problem for like multiplayer games, right? So I think once we get past that issue, I think streaming will become like game streaming will become great, and I definitely think it. I'm surprised that like, yeah, that Stadia kind of flopped i guess i guess i i i guess it's oh, no stadia itself hasn't flopped it's just the game development side stadia itself has been very popular has it actually been popular though yeah yeah yep yeah, yeah it's got a good good attachment rate people are starting to connect to it quite heavily now okay. um they've done the same thing they did with their google home service which which is where they just made the base package free mm. for a temporary for like a short amount of time um so if you bought cyberpunk you got the stadia controller and the chromecast um extreme or advanced whatever it's called for free mm. Uh, they did this with Google Home. Suddenly, there's a Google Home in everyone's home, and they, they, Google know how to invest. Okay. Well, they, they, and this isn't a stonks thing again. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but Google know how to get their products into people's homes because they know that. And and I think Nintendo stated this a long time ago: is that you have to sell your hardware at a loss. Yeah. If you want to sell your content. Yeah. Because uh, Nintendo hardware, I think, always sells at a slight loss. Mm. Um. And the idea is, is once you get your system in people's homes, they'll infinitely buy. Yes. But it's getting that system into the home that's the problem. And I think that's what Stadia is struggling with, is trying to get the the base content into people's homes. Because you still have to buy a controller. I'm sitting here with my Stadia controller now. Yeah. And it's a beautiful controller, but 
it's I wouldn't say it's worth eighty quid, which is what it was on yeah, sale for. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. Like, uh, so there's definitely work to be done there. So <laughs> I think okay, that's fair enough. If the adoption, if if the adoption rate of Stadia is okay, um, then I guess them closing their internal studios is, yeah, I guess it shows that like maybe they realize that like, hey, we don't actually need to make t- exclusive games for Stadia if we just allow people to stream the games that they already want to play, like the brands exactly, and stuff. Yeah. Um. Because, yeah, I mean, like, I guess it would be kind of cool if they did. If it was, like, a Stadia exclusive game, but um, I, I don't just don't think it would have the impact they, they want it to have, so there's no point doing it. Yeah, exactly right. right. It's, it's not, but, it's not know, like you... Amazon where they have, like, Lumberyard, you know, they have their own, like, engine kind of thing, and they've got like, their own Dying. studios and stuff, yeah. <laughs> but this is the thing is, like, we've got all these big developers now, so we've got Blizzard, we've got EA, we've got Ubisoft, um, Amazon are in the pool, mm. Google were in the pool, they're out. We've got Rockstar. Um, and I think we're definitely coming to the end of the era where these companies can exist as like the the market dominators. Because mm. um, they're also, the, 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 their innovation is running out. Like you, you're seeing it in a lot of these big companies where they're starting to release the same thing over and over again. Yeah. And people are just not bothered anymore. They're just like, oh, I want something new now. Well, I think it shows like, you know, even from the Game of the Year Awards. Also, it's funny because I was watching the final episode. I don't know if you've seen the Noclip series called um, Developing Hell. Uh, what's it? Where is it? I know it's, of it's, it. I've seen bits of it. Yeah, it's about the development cycle of uh, the development story yeah. of Hades, uh, the indie game. Yeah. yeah. Right. And in, yeah. in the latest episode, they were showing like how... Uh, Hades, which is this indie game, you know, made by a small studio. Amazing yeah, game, by the incredible way. game, right? But it's yeah. showing that it's going toe to toe, and like in Game of the Year awards and Metacritic and scores and stuff like that. Then some of these big AAA titles, right? I think you know, like they really showed that like you don't need to be a big AAA game to produce like this kind of you know the kind of content that people really enjoy and people really get behind, right? Yeah. And like you know, like mainstream, but you know, they were saying like mainstream, like. uh media and stuff like that you know like you know newspapers from the uk and stuff like that were like contacting supergiant for like review codes and stuff like that which shows that you know there's mainstream appeal as well like it really goes to show that like indie games are growing to a point where they can compete and be in the same game of the year categories not just best indie game but can be like you know they can be considered for like game of the year like as a whole like going up against like last of us 2 and like half-life alex and you know doom eternal and these kinds of things. And also in the best of action game category, beating out AAA studios. Like, you know, they beat Doom Eternal and Half-Life Alex, which is crazy to think about, right? That, like, these, like, Bethesda, the size of Bethesda and id, and the size of Valve, and then the size of Supergiant Games, you know? It's like, the the, the scales are, are, like, wildly different, and it's crazy. Yep. Like, you know, so I think that goes hmm. to show that, like, you know, and then, you know, going back to the original point of, like, content, you know, making 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 these content, you don't really need the the big studio or the big AAA games to make content that people want to find. But I guess when with Stadia specifically, it's like, what are they? You know, what would that in-house studio have made? I guess that would have sold Stadia as like an exclusive. Like, I guess like I, I genuinely don't think anything would have come out of it. Like, I think it would have been a flop mm. no matter what they did because people are just not interested in exclusives anymore. Yeah. Like, like they tr- they tried to push version exclusives with the Xbox, whatever would it, whatever the new one's called, yeah. and the PS5, and people are just like, look, just stop it, guys. Yeah. Like we want cross-play, we want to be able to play. What we don't care what console is sitting in our whole in our home, because we know that half of our friends are going to get one, half of our friends are going to get the other. We just want to play together. Yeah, I think that's a that's like, a big thing. Yeah, like it, it's sort of why Rocket League and um and Fortnite are having a resurgence mm. because these are cross-play games that people could people during lockdown can just go. Do you have like Rocket League, and they're like, "Well, I've got a phone." Yeah. Okay, cool. I'll play on my PC. You play on your phone. We can still play together, yeah. and people can still engage. It was like uh, um, Genshin, Gen- I was talking about Genshin Impact the other week, right? Where like I could play this game, like a game that I would play on my PC, but I could play it with friends who only normally play games on like mobile or like Switch, for example, yeah. right? Minecraft yeah. as well is a great example of that as well. Where like, exactly, yeah. yeah, inclusivity, right? You know, getting as many people mm. in as you can, as, as as making sure that like platform is not a barrier to entry. Well, to to quote to quote Sony and their um, completely pointless statement, it's for the players, which is not for what Sony operate as, but that's what their um, yeah that's their PlayStation slogan, isn't it? Yeah, for the yeah, players? it is. Yeah, and I mean, like, yeah, like exactly what you're saying, like with the PS, the you know the PS5 and the Xbox Series X, is that what it's called? Um, you know, I don't even know the name, no, right? Yeah. Like, you know, um, yeah, for yeah. these new console releases, like 
even though they have exclusives, like I know PS5 has the the Dark Souls remaster, which is something that, I mean, you know, a few years ago, I probably would have been like, oh my god, you know, I would have probably bought a console for that. Like I bought a I bought a PS4 for Bloodborne of it originally, right? But now I'm kind of at this point where it's just like, you know, I'll wait, I'll wait till it gets ported to PC, or maybe I just won't play it, kind of thing. Like it's not it's not enough to to draw me with like just one kind of exclusive, I guess. Especially if these other other games are now being ported to PC because they've realized that you know there's a big enough PC market that you know you can play these games on, right? So, and they're just and a PC is arguably just as powerful. Well, if you do have a good PC, I guess like is arguably as powerful as these consoles. So the reason for console exclusivity is kind of like moot, I guess. You know, so yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's an interesting subject. It's just um, I'm interested to see where gaming actually moves now because mm. I feel like it's stagnated a little bit recently, and it's it's time for another jump. Yeah. But I don't know what what will the jump be to. You know, I guess it's more like I guess if anything, the pandemic's shown us ten k, sixty six k, sixty five million k. It's, it's such a marketing thing, isn't yeah, it? Like, it. is your TV four k? Is it eight k? I don't know. I don't care. Like, it's it's got a screen. That's what I'm, I'm fine. Is I'm okay with that. But like, I, I've never been so aware as I have of, of marketing bollocks as I have in the past few years when it comes to like these silly functions, yeah. like. Um, Ray tracing is the only one where I've looked at it and gone, okay, that I can clearly see a difference. I know what ray tracing is. Yeah. I can see that that makes a difference. But the difference between like 2K, 4K, and 8K, I I genuinely can't see it. Yeah. Like once you get to 4K, the, the quality is maximum for me there. But now they're now they're talking about 16K, and it's oh, like, geez. oh, just shut yeah. up. Like we don't. I haven't got a TV the size of a like an, the size of someone's wall. Yeah, exactly. So I'm not going to notice the difference. Yeah. Um, but we, we should wrap up because we've actually been. Um, we're approaching time, I think. Right. Oh, okay. So. Okay. Okay. Cool. 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 Yeah. Um, well. Um, yeah. We. Can... But yeah. You go ahead. Um, well, I just one one more note on that. I mean, I'd like to see more. If anything, the pandemic has shown us. I think I'd like to see more innovation in like multiplayer and like stuff like Among Us, right? You know, where it's kind of bringing people yeah. together and the exclusivity stuff. But yeah. Right. I guess we'll uh we'll, we can we can round out the episode for now then. But um, so thank you to everybody for uh coming to the podcast and having a listen uh, for episode eighteen. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Sunfire Tavern, and um, she's still suspended. Still suspended. So <laughs> yeah, maybe I'm waiting for them to get back to me. Yeah, we we will uh we'll return on Twitter at some point. A grand return to Twitter. Um, you can find us on iTunes and SoundCloud and Spotify as uh, the Sunfire Tavern. Um, and then also we are on Instagram. Is that right? Soon, soon. <laughs> yeah, so you can find us on Instagram for Sun. Uh, I think it was like at Sunfire Tavern as well. Um, it is Sunfire Tavern. Yeah. yeah. And um, I guess we'll we'll leave it there. So, any any closing remarks, Clark? Uh, everyone watch One Division, and uh, that's it because One Division is the best. <laughs> All right. Well, tune in next week for more One Division updates. I suppose. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Take, Take care, care everybody. Bye. -bye. Bye.